I need you to listen to something. Sounds a little like this. Oh one. Swing and a fly ball hits a right. Myers on the track. It's off the wall. A game winner for Jackie Bradley Jr. And the Brewers win it by a final of <laughs> six, five, and ten. <laughs> Jackie Bradley Jr.'s first career walk-off RBI in his 3,448th Major League plate appearance. Oh. His first one. That's a lot of plate appearances. He had the most plate appearance of any active player without a walk-off. No mas. No mas. No mas. As he gets it done for the Brewers in 10 innings. Jackie Bradley Jr., though, uh, Rowdy, I know um, he'll uh, maybe appreciate this. Because you like when people are on, well, we all like when people are honest and upfront about it. After the game, Jackie Bradley Jr. had said, My performance has been abysmal. There's no excuse for it. It was good to get this one today, though. The first <laughs> career walk off for Jackie Bradley Jr., at least he knows and understands that him and basically everyone else on that Brewers team has been abysmal offensively. And uh, the first thing, Rowdy, you got to do is you got to address the problem. You got to acknowledge that you have a problem. You just say, yes, I have a problem. And then you go on fixing it. So he's addressed it after the walk-off. But what do you think of Jackie Bradley Jr. being very honest? If he's going to get back to his career average of being about a 230 hitter, he better get hitting. Because (laughs) he's currently batting 157, and he's already over 150 uh, plate appearances in. So he said, the full quote is, my performance has been abysmal and there's no excuse for it, but I'm going to come in every single day, put the work in, and kind of let the chips fall where they may. Hopefully that work is not with Andy Haynes. Exactly, because Willie Adamas, who is the new addition for the Milwaukee Brewers at shortstop, that dude's crushing it. Andy Haynes has not yet been able to taint him as the shortstop went four for five with four RBIs, a three-run shot in the seventh, and he has now six hits and six RBIs in his first five games with the club. For Jackie Bradley Jr. and for the Brewers' sake, I'm really going to hope that Jackie Bradley Jr. can start hitting because, my goodness, can you imagine being tied to Jackie Bradley Jr.? Next season for nine and a half million dollars. It's a player's option, right? And it's, it's a player's option. Yeah. So why would he? Why would he turn down nearly ten million dollars when <laughs> on the open market you're hitting below one? Remember when the Brewers first got Jackie Bradley Jr. with the player's option, and we're like, man, well, we're expecting him to do you know decently well. So he'll be here one year. So he'll be here one year. But now it's like, oh, 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 oh. he actually might be here two well, years. <laughs> how about how about just in general talking about the two guys that. We're kind of like a going to really upgrade this defense, getting Lorenzo Cain back and Jackie Bradley Jr. at the same time. Those two guys together are both batting under 200. But their defense is doing pretty good. Well, here, let me ask you about the <laughs> elephant in the Just room. Saying. The elephant in the room here. And Rowdy, it was on the list yesterday. I don't think we ever really got to it. So now there's no time like the present. Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich came in as what as a as a pinch hitter yesterday. Christian Yelich has been pretty 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 bad since coming back from the IL. And Rowdy, I know you were pretty hot and wanted to talk about Yelly yesterday. I I don't think we got to Yelly yesterday, but no. <sighs> Christian Yelich coming off the IL, two for twenty three with ten strikeouts. Yeah, and one home run. Yep, mm-hmm. and that was a three zero count piped down the middle. So which is fine. I'm gonna float it out there because <laughs> it. It'll be an interesting topic. Float it. I 
have a few buddies that I would consider big baseball guys that follow it very closely and that are very into it. Do you need the and do you need the music for it? The conspiracy theory music for this? Sure. Okay. It is Friday. Conspiracy theory. And Friday. I've had two of them tell me within the last year or so that they believe Christian Yelich could have been stealing signs and getting tipped pitches. What do you mean? He told you, Darvish, on Twitter that no one needs to steal signs, especially off of him. No, he did say that. Christian Yelich was a borderline all-star his entire career for the Miami Marlins. But if you remember what he did in 2018 and 2019 for the Brewers, he was the MVP and the guy that should have been the MVP. But he comes off that fractured knee, and in 2020, you say, you say, uh, wow, he's missing a lot of pitches that he put in the seats, and and they even had weird breakdowns on him in MLB Network where he's not even chasing out of the strike zone like you would think. His walk rates are actually right where they were. He's just missing pitches that he was putting in the seats last year. It's like the weirdest phenomenon. (laughs) Well, some people have now said, and I know it was on some baseball podcast that was floated around, you Darvish called out Christian Yelich for, for stealing signs and stuff like that, where in... Me, I brushed it off right away when these I people said it. I laughed at it. I said, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's go, funny. Ha, ha, ha. Come on. He's coming off a fractured kneecap. Haters are never mad enough, Rowdy. 2020's got the weird spring training, and then it turned into a summer camp, the weird stop and start. It's just a weird year. But now, post-fractured kneecap, we're about four months of actual baseball time, and the hitting still continues to look to the same. But if you think about it, say he was getting tip pitches or stealing signs, how easy, because they're obviously not going to use the same type of techniques that the Houston Astros did because look at how uh, bad that kind of turned out for them and how obvious it was. (laughs) I've never heard this song go on so long before. They they got to keep the hunk of metal. (laughs) Publicly, it turned out bad for them. Yes, publicly it did. But if you have a guy that's out there somewhere in the stands, feeding you signs that you can see, say, from the outfield, and then all of a sudden in 2020, there aren't any fans. And so far this year, can't the, limit, guy out there. <laughs> the limited fans, you you can't really send a guy out there without being noticed. So yeah, what you're got, telling me is... I'm just saying, I, that's, I've heard that from a few people. What's Obviously, a, you what's Darvish. What's the 100% date? Conspiracy theory Friday 25th. So starting June 25th. If Yelly all of a sudden just sort of skyrocketing his average again, I won't. I'll be like, okay, yeah, okay. He just needs the fans. Hey, it's it's a couple people that I respect a lot when it comes to baseball knowledge that say that, and I've heard it from you know like podcasts that revolve around baseball, and it makes some sense if all of a sudden he comes back to being a god again in June. Yeah, got to figure out what the Astros are doing. Two they're, things. They're back up to the number one average in baseball Two things. Right now. I've never heard this song go on for so long before. Yeah. I didn't even know this part existed. Sounds great. <laughs> and the other thing, if that is the case, Rowdy, then my God, we need fans back in the stands ASAP. That way Yelly can start hitting again. Yeah. June 25th can't come fast enough. Maybe the whole team is that. I ain't Willie Adamas, I'll tell you that one. Well, he's not part of this team. That's true. Man, yeah, look at that. Bought into Andy Haynes Conspiracy yet. Theory Friday there from Rowdy. And when he was chirping uh, U Darvish on Twitter, like he wasn't really even batting that good off of U Darvish. He's like, no one needs to steal signs off of you, don't you? I mean, well, it's like, well, you, yeah, I think you're betting like like one. I think he's betting like one. His low one. But, so he's but betting still, on Darvish. When he made that comment, 
you look at like you Darvish's ERA and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, maybe people don't need to steal. <laughs> all to all I'm here. going to say is if you connect the dots and it makes sense that all of a sudden there aren't really fans where you can hide someone if that's what they were doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's missing pitches that he would put in the seats, but he's not chasing pitches. Yeah. And, and he's still walking at the same rates. Mm-hmm. It's just all of a sudden those pitches that are right there, he somehow is completely missing or swinging through. Why is that? Well, maybe if he's expecting one pitch and he gets another one, he's not ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it makes some sense. Well, how many pitches do you see that, like, I think you already said it, Rowdy, but I'm going to reaffirm it. How many pitches do you see Yelly just totally whiff on? When, That's what I'm saying. Like, you two, never two saw year, that Two ever. years before, he would send it to the upper deck. Like, it was, it was yeah. the get up, get up, get out of here, gone. Now it's... Well, yeah, let's well, goes down swinging. Well, just imagine, just imagine. You're, you're playing for the Miami Marlins. You're playing in a bigger ballpark, and you don't know what's coming. But yeah. you're you're just a good hitter. Yep. That was his numbers. Then he gets to Miller Park. He is in a more hitter-friendly ballpark, and now he knows what pitches are coming. And obviously they're flying out of the park at a higher rate. But then all of a sudden there aren't any fans there. There's no one out there giving you anything. And now you're still trying to guess pitches when there's no one out there and you don't actually know what's coming. And that's why you have that dumb look on your face. Well, then you say, well, he hit a home run not too long ago. And I would say, yeah, which is great. A home run. But here's the thing. It was a 3-0 count and it was piped a fastball down the middle. He's just like, okay, here we go. Ding. Supposed to take there. Well, I mean... I, I I'm upset. totally, I'm totally very, fine with him very, smashing that one. I was very upset. We're totally fine. The game with him was no longer it. in doubt. <laughs> he, you shouldn't be trying to win. Three zero pitch, green light every time, baby. You swing that bat. Let's go. All right, we're gonna take a step but back do we, here. Do we think we see Yelich come out of this this little funk between now and late June? Because it's about a month. No. We'll see it. We'll see or it after June 25th. I think come late June into July, <laughs> heading into the All-Star break, I'll he's take gonna it. start doing better. Or do it. we think that uh, <laughs> we we see it come, yeah, July? Yep. I mean, I would prefer if the sooner the better, but if we do get fans in the stands and his uh, average takes off and he starts hitting the ball, I'm just going to turn a blind eye and say, you know what? He just found his form again. Yeah. There you and go. go Yelly. Innocent, my friends, until proven guilty. Oh, 100%. I mean, even ask the Astros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Jose Altuve still says he didn't have a buzzer on. Do yeah. you think that's why the Dodgers and Astros fans were fighting the other day over the, the cheating stuff? Do you think that's why there's words said? And you know, now that you mention that, <laughs> I didn't I'm going to go ahead right and say now. somebody was chirping at the, the Dodgers fan. The Dodger fan. But I'm pretty sure the Dodger fan was the one whooping ass, though. Yeah. but Was if, that the case? If somebody keeps rubbing the World Series in your face as a proven cheater, are you going to get upset? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. are. Yeah, I am. And if you have a few too many suds. And you're back at the ballpark and you're feeling yourself. You got all yeah. that pent up rage for being in quarantine for a year and a half. I might start swinging too. Hey, I don't know. And if you're at if you're at AmFam, that might be the hardest hit thing all day. Could be. <laughs> yes, you're not at wrong least, there. At least with someone wearing a Brewer shirt. <laughs> well, usually it's Cubs fans. Unless you're Willie Adamas. Other. Unless you're Willie Adamas. True. Don't forget about Willie Adamas. All right. <laughs> Rowdy with the Conspiracy Theory Friday. I love it, dude. Oh, I love my Fridays. Why? Yeah, the weekend's here. Three-day weekend. End of the work week, you know. But also, for this reason right here, this cat, this cool cat all the way from Florida, our guy Dave Esler, the gambler of the stars. Good morning, Dave. How are we? 
Uh, we're doing well. I, I get a kick out of your 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 Yelich and, and cheating thing, and <laughs> I wanted to get I wanted to give you my take on that. First of all, if he's good enough, if if he is getting signs, if he's good enough to get a sign from the outfield, adjust as the pitcher's in his windup and make contact with the ball in like eight tenths of a second. Yeah. Good for him. God bless good him. Good for him. God bless good him, Dave. I love it. I hope I hope you when fans come back full percent, 100% at uh, American Family Field June 25th, I hope Yelich's uh, average skyrockets. I would love it. Yeah, and, and, and I don't really mind people that push the envelope and teams that win. Um, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, so yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would much rather have had 20 years of dominance than been, I don't know, a Jacksonville fan or, you know, pick any one of, of, a, of a half a dozen teams well, that are hoping. Dave, to your point, I mean, the, obviously the Patriots and Tom Brady winning, winning all those Super Bowls, you have the dynasty. It's like the Packers, I feel like, tried to do it the right way, and we have a lot of NFC championship losses to your uh, millions of Super Bowls that you uh, have as the, the fan of the Patriots. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, would, I would apologize, but... We don't apologize. We don't apologize, Dave. We don't do that around here. So, Dave, uh, yes... So, so what, does, it, does, it, does it count less if you don't cheat? I mean, do you get... Do, I mean, they haven't stripped the um, of those titles away from the Patriots, have they? They haven't taken away any rings. No, they, they, did, they, did, they didn't take away the Astros one. You know, hey. Yeah. So you know, I think the know, only adage I, is if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I think I heard that somewhere. Hey, push the envelope till you get caught. Uh, yeah, push the envelope. Watch it bend. So, Dave, last week on Friday, I stumbled on a tweet I was chuckling at. It was pick one college quarterback from the last 20 years. And it was Tim oh. Tebow, Joe Burrow, Vince Young, or Cam Newton, you know, quarterback for the Patriots. And I posted, I would take Joel Stave, the Wisconsin's all-time winningest quarterback. And then I get a notification, it's Dave Essler tweeting at me, saying I'm pretty sure you have to throw more than 31 career yards to be in the mix, but hey, go big or go home. Are you not a Joel Stave fan? Dave? No, I, I am. I, I you know, and I, 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 I totally, I totally get your bias, but you know, I, if I, if memory serves me right, he didn't get drafted, and I, I, I would have thought that would have been a criteria, but you know, I didn't, I didn't make the rules. I didn't send the tweet, so. Yeah, Dave. If, if, I, I had, I had to, I had to mess with you. <laughs> and Dave, I appreciate if you're it. now officially a fan, that makes it three in his fan club. It's now you, Ebo, and his mother. No, uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, also was a Stave soldier. That's what I I tab it, Dave. Well, your Badgers actually ought to be ought to be ought to be happy this year. I mean, I think they're 14th in the nation in returning production, and yeah. that's you know, and, they, and I think they got, I think they've got don't they have most of their more difficult games at home? Yep, so, yep, yep, yep. Um, so, they, Dave, I they just... don't they don't play Ohio State. I don't think. Uh, no, I, no, yeah. Not until the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that, Dave. We, I have, I have flashbacks, bad flashbacks of Big Ten championship games against Ohio State and or Penn State. It's very very tough for me. It's a sensitive subject, okay? Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, real Sorry. quick on Joel Stave. I just want to say two-time Big Ten champion, four-time academic, all Big Ten. Also played for the Vikings, Seahawks, Chiefs, Redskins, Jets, and Browns, all within a two-year span. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> so am I. All right, so Dave, uh, you know, again, one of the stars that you are, my friend, I was asking or telling this to Rowdy yesterday. It's like if you were walking down the street and you found a dollar or just, you know, some currency laying on the ground and no one else was around to claim it, you'd pick it up and put it in your pocket. You you would do so, correct? 
Absolutely. So is, I that asked, even, is that even a question? Well, that's what this is. Here's the question, though. I asked Nelson this when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers, who let's take out them winning six to five and ten innings yesterday. Is it just right now? I know you're not going to win all the time, but. I usually don't bet against my teams, but is the Milwaukee Brewers who have a very hard time hitting the ball, is that like in a gambling sense, walking down the street and finding a some free money and just picking up and putting it in your pocket if you bet against the Milwaukee Brewers? Well, I would you know, I, I can see the correlation there, but I don't I don't I would still do it. I mean, you know, I'm I, I bet more against my teams than on them. It's kinda of like an emotional hedge, you know. If if I if I if I lose the bet, my brewers win, so I'm happy. You know, if I'm only betting a dollar, if I was betting, you know, uh, you know, an amount that I couldn't handle, then maybe not. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, speaking of betting in baseball, uh, you got anything you're eyeing up over this weekend? Because I know you're damn good at it. That's why we love having you on on our Fridays. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I was damn, I was damn good at your Bucks and Heat under last night. I had a that was that was an easy one. Um, yeah, I like tonight. I like the, uh, and I know Rowdy gave this out earlier. I gave out a side. I'm not sure that I agree with him, but I like Arizona and St. Louis over. You know, you got Oviedo going for uh, the Cardinals, uh, and I think he'll give up runs. I mean, even to Arizona, his only road start, uh, two innings, five walks, no strikeouts. Baumgartner's been, I think, feast or famine. Baumgartner's also a great hitting pitcher. And with that bullpen, I think, that doesn't have Jordan Hicks, and they do have an ERA of about six over the last week. I, I think that game goes over. And another one that I'm, you know, this is a little bit dicey, but I have to do it. Uh, the Royals at the Twins, I like the Royals on the, on the run line. Mm. Dobnak hasn't been a starter. He's had one great start against the Indians who can't hit. And I look at the, I look at the Twins' record, they're still four games under five hundred at home. You know, Bubik hasn't given up a home run in two starts. That's big against a team that lives and dies by the bomb. Uh, the Twins don't have Buxton. They lose their leadoff hitter. I think the Royals got the better record, the better bullpen. Uh, so I actually think that's a sleeper in the Royals on the run line at Minnesota. All right, so Dave Essler joining us right now. Follow him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler, E-S-S-L-E-R, a phenomenal follow. So, Dave, you did mention the Bucks before I picked your brain about uh, Major League Baseball right there. The Milwaukee Bucks have been just whooping ass. On the Miami Heat, I call it of biblical proportions. I'm looking here for Saturday when the Bucks could, and I think they're going to sweep. I'm looking now; the lines opening up. Uh, the Bucks favored by four and a half. Is this a no-brainer to take the Bucks or over under at 222 and a half points? Uh, I, I would, I would, I would take the under. And yes, I would agree with the Bucks. And I don't think it's about the Bucks as much as it is the Heat. You know, the Heat know they're not going to win that series. Do they really want to fly back up to Milwaukee and play another game? Yeah, do you think it's all mental then for the Heat? Like it's just like taking, yeah, yeah. it's like finding that free dollar on the ground. You're just gonna take it. Yep, I do. All right, Dave. I, I, love, I it. do. I love it, Dave. Dave. All right, something we always do. Is there any other games you want to throw out there at all? Like I, I know I picked your brain on um, on Major League Baseball. Did you have anything else in the NBA you were kind of looking at at all by chance? No, I'm I'm, I'm kind of looking to figure out that that Bucks Nets series coming up. I I you know I, I part of me wonders if the Bucks. Annihilation of the Heat isn't just the entire payback thing from last year, yeah. and and you know then they get refocused to play the Nets, and you know the Nets are are probably gonna, I don't know if the Celtics will win a game, and and I just kind of wonder which team refocuses. So I'm looking at that, and actually I have to say I haven't seen a line yet, but I do like your Badgers at home over Penn State, uh, oh, and I like the and and I, and I will like the under. You know Penn State brings back a pretty good amount on defense, not a lot on offense. Obviously, the offense needs to have a little bit of timing early on. So, 
I'm actually thinking that 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 Penn State isn't that cupcake Our Lady of consecutive losses. But I think in the first game, I think Wisconsin will take care of them, and I, I don't think it. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game either. I love it, Dave. Here's the thing. So Nelson, he does his, uh, you know, his uh, gambling segments every day at six fifty and eight fifty. It's called the Razor's Edge. His, you know, his, his nicknames Nelly and Rowdy and uh, Razor was another one he had growing up. So Dave, if we get a nice little win streak going on in the Razor's Edge. I would love, and you know, I have to fly this by Nelson, but I would love for us to get a win streak going and get you a plane ticket up here for September fourth when Penn State does come to Camp Randall, and we can party like rock stars down uh, before the game. What do you think, Dave? Well, I don't know that I can keep up with you kids, to be honest with you, but I will give it the old college, no pun intended, try for absolute sure. And uh, and it, and September fourth is not too late for me to go north. Uh, because I can probably still get away with shorts and flip flops. You totally could, Dave. You totally could. Have you been to Have you been to Madison or Wisconsin in general before? Um, I actually I actually spent some time out in Zenda and Racine. Okay. Uh, and Oshkosh. So yeah, I'm I'm fairly familiar with the area. Well, we're gonna get you up here then, Dave. If we get a winning streak going, we're gonna pump you full of cheese curds, fried cheese curds, and as much as brandy old fashions as we can get our hands on. Okay. Wow. We'll prop you up like weekend at Bernie's. I gotta prepare for that. We'll prop you up like weekend at Bernie's, okay? Oh, you got it, buddy. (laughs) And Dave, you golfing today? You gonna hit him long? Get him straight per usual? I'm gonna try. (laughs) All right, well, best of luck, Dave. Always a pleasure talking to you. Enjoy your weekend, my friend, and uh, happy gambling. You guys, too. Thanks, guys. There he is, Dave Esser. Can't wait to get him up to Wisconsin, Rowdy. I'm thinking weekend at Bernie's type of thing, because Dave, not that he's gonna, you know, kick the bucket, but we're just gonna pump him up so much brandy. We're just gonna have to. He might pass out because, you know, he just can't hang with the young guys, he said. But we'll prop him up like we can have Bernie's. You get the left side, I'll get the right side. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ease in. We're going to ease into this three-day weekend. And I said to Rowdy during the commercial break, I'm like, Rowdy, I think there's some more Smithworks in the fridge. How about a beer? I mean, we're Wisconsinites. Doesn't matter what time you have a beverage at anymore. I said, how about a beer? How about a, a Smithworks? And Rowdy said, ah, pull my arm. Sure, why not? So, Rowdy, cheers. You got yourself the classic lemon. I have myself the crisp lime. You can check it out at madcitysportszone.com. You can go to the website. You also can sign up for it. You can win uh, a free beer every week for the relief pitcher on us. So there you go. This, this week it's uh, Smithworks. So cheers, Rowdy. Cheers. Cheers. I guess technically it's not a beer. It would be a, um, a premium malt beverage. Yeah, so, seltzer. Seltzer. So, yeah. Hard seltzer. Hard seltzer, if you will. Mm. Ah, delicious. All right, so... Uh, We'll tell you more. It's at madcitysportsone.com, too. First, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Specimen Miller Park. Speaking of alcoholic beverages and uh, speak of the devil and he shall appear. Yeah, man. Charlie, I have a... Full capacity at Miller Park tomorrow. Uh, June, actually, June 25th is when it's full capacity at Miller Park, or uh, American Uh Family Field, excuse me. I got too much running by me between them. That's okay, Charlie. We know you run hot, kid. We know you run hot, kid. And I'm tired of this Andromeda chick and this phony, phony name that can't be a real this insurance commercial. I'm sorry, you're tired, oh. of, you're tired of what? Oh, this is... The Andromeda chick? Yeah, her name's Andromeda, supposedly. Yeah, right. Huh. I just so, would, uh, I would suggest just turning the channel in. Shona AARP. Oh, I do that, believe me. It's <laughs> just like I, I got a phone in one hand, a beer in the other. Beer. Beer. For a career. We chose beer, Charlie. Well, Charlie, we I want you to have a wonderful weekend, okay, brother? Yeah, we're going to do better. I just got a call from the VA because I called into the hotline because I, since I lost my aunt. And uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, so I'll be, she's up over there, hubby, and that's 
That's all good. Ninety eight. I hope I make it that far. Charlie, you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna make it past ninety eight. You're gonna make it probably to one hundred and ninety eight. You are you are well preserved in that alcohol. Uh, Yellow span is 110 right now. You I can beat it, fun. Charlie. If anyone can beat it, it's you. Give me a Captain Kirk out, soldier. All right, Captain Kirk out. That's for you. And uh, they had a good one on that time. You know, as, 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 as Spock said, Charlie, live long and prosper. Yeah, they had a hot head on uh, uh, the balance of terror last time. He hated uh, well, Romulan. Right. See, you, okay. see you, Charlie. Have a good weekend, You brother. guys have a great weekend. You too. We love you, especially to, Nelson. Anyway. Go, go on a boat for me. Yep, we'll do. Boats and hose, <laughs> Charlie. Boats and hose. See you, buddy. See, I don't, I don't know if that makes me want to drink or not drink. When we talk to Charlie? Yeah. Well, Rowdy? It's like it, it's a weird in-between. Mm. I have no problem taking a swig. Mm. You know who else wanted to take a swig? I think after this play yesterday. Now, usually I like to make fun of the Chicago Cubs, but I got to give credit where credit is due. This is beyond a heads-up play. As Rowdy, how would you describe this? Um, well, Baez I- is up the bat. And Contreras is on third, right? Some people are calling it a heads-up play. I'm just going to say, refer to my tweet that I sent out the other day where I said, analytics and idiots are ruining baseball. This Mm -hmm. would fall into the latter one. Idiots. Idiots are ruining baseball? The first baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates is an idiot. (laughs) So, Baez is up the bat for the Cubs. Uh, Cubs are winning the game. Let's see. It's uh, one to nothing, top of the third. Baez is up. And they have Contreras on third base. There's two outs. Two outs. This is the Pittsburgh Pirates broadcast of the play. Now, I don't even know how to really describe this, so I guess we're going to let the Pittsburgh Pirates broadcast do this. How would you describe this? Idiotic. Obviously, runner at third, two outs. You have Baez coming up. Hits a ground ball to third base. Third baseman, all he has to do is throw it over to first, force play at first. He's out, inning over. Yes. Well, the throw is offline. First baseman comes off the base, catches the ball, and Baez is running towards first base, obviously. As many people would do when they hit a little dribbler. Well, the throw brings the first baseman off the base, so he catches it, and instead of just taking a few steps back and stepping on first base, he decides to trot towards Baez. To tag him out. Who then realizes that this guy is going to continue to run at him. So Baez starts turning around and runs back to home. Home. Yes, who runs back to home, towards home plate. To avoid the tag. Wilson Contreras realized what's going on, so he's going to take home and try and extend the play. So he comes from third, coming home. The first baseman then freaks out, throws the ball at the catcher, whips the ball at the catcher at like almost point-blank range, <laughs> not in time to get Contreras at, fir- at home. home. And then Baez takes off like a shot towards first, where the second baseman was no not really in the area to There's cover. No one covering first. And the catcher throws it down to first. There's an then, error. Yeah, overthrows it at first. He then takes second, and the ball then dribbles away even from the shortstop at second base. Luckily, he holds up at second. He almost could have taken third, but didn't. But they're saying this is a heads-up play. Sure, yeah, I guess you can say that. It's heads-up from Baez. All the Pittsburgh Pirates' first baseman had to do was turn around and step on first, but this is the funniest part about it. So not only did he ha- all you have to do is that, but the funniest part about it is the fact that Wilson Contreras, when he slid at home yeah. and they and they missed the tag and he's safe, all that catcher had to do was still throw it back to first base if that second baseman was there for the force out, and it doesn't even matter what occurred at home plate. Uh-huh. He's still out because it's a force, force at out. first base. <laughs> the only reason that run scored is because they overthrew it at first base too. 
So it was a force out. It didn't matter what Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras could have ran from third to home and then the bases again. It wouldn't have mattered if they would have got the first base force out. Now, I want you guys to listen. This is the pirate side of the broadcast of the play Rowdy just described. It was a heads-up play from Baez, but it was the most idiotic play from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Seriously, with even him sliding in and being safe at home, it didn't matter if the catcher still would have thrown it to first base and they still would have got Baez out. Listen to the Pirates broadcast of this unfold. It's pretty good. A little low. There was a little hesitation and no chance to get him. Grounded to third. Gonzalez smoothed the silk over there, and there Craig will come off the bag. <laughs> well, actually shouldn't be laughing. It's not a bad idea. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. And then there's nobody at first. No way. Oh, I, I don't think I'm. That is unbelievable. Never seen that before. <laughs> Never. <laughs> the Pirates. Javier Baez just stole a run for his Cubs. That's amazing. It's a heads-up play by Contreras, too, to realize what was going on. Now, that is unbelievable. I wonder if the Pirates will uh, challenge him. Uh, Donnie's going to have to get off his headset, I think. Yeah, uh, take care of business, Donnie. Okay. Yeah, don't don't wait for us. This hilarious roadie. Now, now, Tyler Anderson's not going to pitch yet until he gets clarification. And the home plate umpire, Gabe Morales, is barking at him. Well, the only close play was the one at the plate. The Pirates are bad. <laughs> there you go. So there's a little of the Pirates broadcast. They're going like, to talk about it. Remember I told you the other day when the Padres had guys on first and third yeah. and they stole second? Yeah. And then they ended up being able to take home? Yeah. And I go, that literally only works in Little League and or if you have high-level base running at, at the high school level and, and playing against a lesser team, mm -hmm. that's not supposed to work in Major League Baseball. You're not supposed to do stuff like this <laughs> in Major League Baseball because you're supposed to know the rules. Uh, Poop Shooterton on Twitch.tv says, I've never seen a season that has so many Little League mistakes in it. All right, before we hit break, let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, it's me, Terry from the North Side. Is this Z in the D? Yeah. Hey, what's up, buddy? Nah, yeah, that's your Charlie's better than your uh, Terry. Oh, Rowdy does I a good Terry. Do you do it, Rowdy? I'm practicing. On Terry from the north side. Terry Ooh, from the north side. Uh, I'm gonna go Rowdy with that one. Yeah, I'm still. It's a work in progress for me, seeing the D. It's a work in progress. Uh, yeah, little league. It's like watching little big league all over again on replay on little that play. Big league. <laughs> yeah. When they throw it down the first and the guy doesn't even throw, he just throws the rosin dig. Everyone's looking for the ball. Griffey goes to second, gets tagged out. <laughs> Gotta love that play. <laughs> and speaking of little big league, and I'm trying to get, I'm sorry to get off subject. No, go. Why is Ken Griffey Jr. covering that much ground? That's all left field. That's the left fielder's ball or right fielder's <laughs> ball. He should not cover that much ball, ground. That is ridiculous. It's not fair. It's not natural. So, <laughs> but I, I do have to say this, though. Same. I hate the L.A. Lakers. They are flop city. They need to stop watching soccer and actually start playing basketball. Yeah, go Suns. Yeah, seriously. Like, that... Schroeder, yeah, it was a little push, but that God, they are flopping so bad. It's just making me angry. 
I hope the Suns win or whoever plays them next round or the round after that. I do not want the Lakers in the well, finals. Well, is there a more because... unlikable team than the L.A. Lakers? Right now? No, there's not. There, it, it's rhetorical. No. No, there's no other unlikable team that I can think of. Maybe the Miami Heat for what they did last year. No, it was last year. But, that, but we're kicking their butts right now. So yeah, I mean, really... it's an ass-whooping of biblical proportions. Bucks will sweep yeah. tomorrow. Heck yeah. The Bucks and five. Bucks in four. Zan the D, you have yourself a wonderful weekend, my friend. It's always a pleasure. All right. Terry from the north side. <laughs> See you, buddy. Uh, let's go back to the phones quick before break. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Thanks for holding. You got your other Z. Hey, Zach on Zach, baby. What's well, up, brother? How are you doing? What's up, boys? It's been a while. Doing all right. So I, I have a little, a little missed thing by the umpires in that little rundown with Javi Baez. Yeah. So, first off, the umpire called the Contreras safe at home before Baez gets to first, which Mm, is mm, wrong. mm, mm, mm. Second off, if you actually watch it, Baez gets out of the baseline. He should have been out immediately then. Now, Zach, we have to go back to the Brewers game where uh, Zach got another Zach. Godley was on the mound. And, Rowdy, remember that call where Godley went to go tag? God, I forget even who it was, but it was that was when the runner in the base path thing was a huge topic. That was a couple weeks ago, where yep. Godley got called for interference, even though well, he ran one, out in the grass. He never left the grass. Right. Well, Baez right? technically didn't leave the dirt, but if you actually watch, when he gets back towards home plate, he's still in the dirt, but advances towards the pitcher, which technically he has removed himself from the baseline and he's out. Mm, 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 mm. So, I mean, that everybody knows, at least you should know, that it's not technically the you know along the white chalk line is the baseline. That's the foul ball line. Mm. It's where you make, you know, where you create your run from. That is the baseline. Once you deviate from said baseline that you have, you yourself have created, you become out. So yeah. that's technically like that. The umpires, and again, we're we're getting back to like little league fundamentals here. That's a little league umpiring mistake. The umpire should know, especially at the major league level, that the base runner cannot leave the baseline that they created. Sounds like someone needs, uh, Zach, you need to get up to Major League Baseball headquarters and give a one-on-one session on these umpires because this year they've been brutal. They've been, well, let's let's not say just this year. They've been brutal for a long time. They have cost many teams Where's the robo many loss? games. They, I mean, Angel Hernandez cost a perfect game a, a number of years back. Uh, I mean, we, we can talk about the 11th inning of, of the... Angel Hernandez toss, costs every game he umpires in, Zach. Uh, hey, but Joe kidding. West just set the record for most um, games yeah. umpire. I actually was going to talk about that coming up. Joe West I is like couldn't. almost 6,000 games under his belt. <laughs> I've, I've gotten to the point where if you know an umpire's name, that is a bad thing. What about Ed Hockley for the NFL? I only knew his name because he was freaking yoked. Because he was yoked. Yeah, he's jacked. I mean, uh, to, to your point, Zach, I can name, obviously... Angel Hernandez, you have C.B. Buckner, Joe West, Jim Joyce, and um, Mike Estabrook. Joyce because of the the blown perfect game, and the other four because of just how every single game they umpire, it's terrible. 
Well, I mean, uh, blood boils. Like, like, like I said, when you can go back to uh, the the playoffs, the Twins Yankees, uh, and the Joe Mauer foul ball that was actually fair and touched in fair territory, but called foul. Zach, by of course Bill you would Cousy. bring. Up, of course you would Bill freaking Cuzzy, man. Zach, you must have been in a tough spot with the Minnesota Twins fan that you are. That's I feel for you, brother. I feel for you. We we, we at least want, we swept the, the Orioles this week. Yeah, so, I mean, we got that going for it. Yeah, but if you guys yeah, get, we've been hit, we've actually yeah. been hitting the ball. So if I you mean, guys get to the playoffs though, it's. It's not good. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, Gator well, Frank, Gator Frank, all the way from Arizona, is on the Twitch stream right now. He says, "What's up, Zach? We miss Gator Frank in these parts." Dude, I love me some Gator Frank. We miss you, Gator and Zach. Uh, big plans this weekend. Got the grill firing up with your uh, your army. You have to feed. Yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, I might do a brisket on Monday. We'll see. All right. Well, um, Godspeed grilling, Zach. And hopefully you, you, hopefully you get some, because I know all those grubby hands are going to be taking them before Dad does. Uh, no, no kidding. Love <laughs> you guys. Much we'll, love. We'll Much see love. You. See you, buddy. All right, there he is. All right, Rowdy. Um, I want to talk some Milwaukee Bucks. They are just throttling the Miami Heat. In fact, I was wondering if this cat would uh, get on the twitch.tv stream. You can do so as well. Search my name, Ebo says, at the follow button. Uh, one of our friends down in Miami, as the Bucks throttle, like I said, the Heat, 113-84 to last night winning game three in Miami, the Heat just, the Heat knew they had to bring it to the Bucks. The I Buc- get a kick out. I get a the kick Bucks out of obliterated them. turning those games on and obviously seeing that they're not at full capacity, but seeing that they have a decent amount of people in the stands. Yeah. And you see the, the good looking people in the stands. Oh, you're in Miami. Everyone's you're, beautiful. Yeah, you're, in, you're in Miami, right? You're all beautiful and high in cocaine. And not one of them look like they care about the game. It's because they're blown up. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. They're just there to be seen. Like if you're in Miami, if you're in South Beach, you're just there to be seen. You're like, hey, I got a lot of money. Hey, look at my you know fancy clothes I'm wearing. Hey, look at my cool sunglasses. Did you notice I just got my tip, uh, my hair frost or my my hair tips frosted? I'm here to be seen. And then I'm gonna go out to eat. I'm gonna buy like a three hundred dollar steak and then a, a drink that costs a hundred dollars. That's me. That's me. I'm in South Beach. I'm in Miami. That's what the scene is in Miami, Rowdy. No one actually cares about basketball. Like, our guy Kane fan here, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say Kane fan was not at in Miami watching in the arena. The Bucks beat the living hell out of the heat. I just, he said, I was wondering if he's going to come in, and he did say heat and seven. Well, here's the thing. That's, <laughs> I wonder if he's sticking with that. <laughs> well, no, he just said it. Oh, he uh, just said it? But he's, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say he was kidding. I thought he said that yesterday, too. Uh, no, yesterday he said heat and sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's moving. He's moving his. He's moving the goalposts. Goalposts yeah. back while we're moving the goalposts forward, saying Bucks and four. Yeah, I mean, come on. Here's the thing: the Miami Heat have lost now three games by 29 or more points this season, all against the Bucks, and two of them just came in the last two games in this series. The Bucks have had leads of 51 and 36 points against Miami in games earlier this season. The margin got to 32 last night. The Bucks are absolutely throttling the Miami Heat. It's not even it's not even I don't even think it's fair for the Heat. The Bucks are exercising the demons, getting revenge. Now they say if you've watched Star Trek Wrath of Khan, that Khan says revenge is a dish best served cold. Obviously the Bucks got ousted by the Heat in the bubble last year. Well, the revenge is a dish best served cold doesn't, you know, serve the purpose here because it's in Miami now. It's hot. 
The Bucks don't care if it's hot or if it's cold. They are obliterating the Heat. In fact, the Bucks defense was the key last night as the Milwaukee Bucks hold the Miami Heat to 36 points in the first half. The Wisconsin Badger basketball team scores more points than that in a half. Sometimes. Sometimes. Correct. Sometimes. The Miami Heat were held to 36 points in the first half. That's the fewest the Bucks have allowed in a half this season. It's insanity of how well and good the Bucks are doing. I just think it's so nice to watch a Drew Holiday play basketball. Drew Holiday is the key for the Milwaukee Bucks. His plus-minus last night was something that hasn't been done by a Milwaukee Bucks since 1997. Would you say this about Drew Holiday? The more I watch him... Real quick, Drew Holiday's plus-minus was 41 points. That means when he was on the court, he was worth 41 more points better. The more I watch Drew Holiday, the more I have to say, obviously defensively, he's really, really good. Mm -hmm. But offensively, it's not like he's the best shooter of all time. It's not like he gets to the rim the best of all time. It's not like he does anything great, but he is just defensively really, really good and offensively well-rounded can do it all he's he's got it all he he, he's not great at any single particular thing offensively but he can do it all obviously we saw we saw the eric bledsoe's of the world who definitely had holes in their games he's good during the regular season he doesn't have a hole in his game no drew holiday is well-rounded as they would say and then another thing is well drew holiday is also what six three six four and lanky yeah obviously eric bledsoe a guy Smaller. that can't shoot was maybe was six he, foot. I think it was five eleven, and it disappeared in the playoffs. Yeah, he was maybe six foot, and he was bulky, so he wasn't as lanky as the. the they likes say of they Holiday. say right here that he's six one. Eric Bledsoe. Eric sh- Bledsoe is. They do measure people in their shoes. He's five eleven. I always found that weird. By the way, S- same NBA like, for their like NBA combine, you get measured in your shoes. Yeah, I mean Drew Holiday say six three, so I guess Drew Holiday is six one, six two then. Whatever. I mean, I just found that weird. I just found it weird, too. But Drew, to get to the original now, point, now, though. Now, it makes sense if you're in high school. I, mean, I just found that weird. And you, you get measured in, like, basically heels because everyone's trying to be the biggest team on paper. But uh, for the professionals in, in NBA, why do you measure in your shoes? Why can't you just be truthful? Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I just found it weird, too, Rowdy. But what I don't find weird is when they acquired Drew Holiday, John Horst, the Bucks GM, did. And he came in, you're like, all right, this is this is the move. Like I was I remember being very excited that they got Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday, okay, during the regular season, sure. I mean, regular season NBA is is essentially meaningless. When you know you're a good team and you got guys like Giannis Dan Kumbo, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, you know you're gonna coast through the regular season. Drew Holiday was acquired what for, for what rowdy? The postseason. All right, actually I have a good question for you. Okay. Were you more excited about them acquiring Drew Holiday or Bledsoe? Because at remember, the time, I remember I like Eric, I like Derek Bledsoe. I remember personally, more people were excited and be like, "Yes, now we got a team. Now we got blah 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 blah." Well, when it was Eric Bledsoe, not Drew Holiday. I think that's because when you they got Eric Bledsoe, it was you know the Bucks were still in that seven seed six like you know they're in that range where it's like you knew that they were coming into something, and you're like, okay, Eric Bledsoe's the move to get us over the hump. And then you got, you know... He was having his little fit in Phoenix. Yeah, he's like, he tweeted out, you know, like, get me out of here or I want out or whatever. He tweeted out, I mean, it went viral. And then, you know, they pick up Eric Bledsoe. You're like, this is the move. This is it. 
And then obviously we no one happened. The then Bucks, the dude couldn't shoot. Yeah, I mean it come, was almost like he regressed shooting the basketball in the playoffs. Coming in the playoffs, he would disappear. So I think that's why everyone was so excited about Drew Holiday. Is then you got you know then you got to a game six in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you got you know into the playoffs and yada yada yada. And then after the disappointing, you know, you lose to the Toronto Raptors in game six, and then you go to the bubble, and then you get beat by the Miami Heat. And then all of a sudden you, you acquire this guy named Drew Holiday. You're like, you're kind of jaded by that point, right? You're like jaded to the point where, well, are the Bucks actually going to do this? Are they actually going to get over the hump? Drew Holiday is the player, is that cat to get them over the hump. And he's showing it. He's paying off dividends in the playoffs already. Yeah, and to be completely honest, now – Granted, I haven't been able to watch every single game, and nor do I care to. A regular season? Yes. Yeah, same. Who cares? But a lot what of I'm fourth quarter watching. From what I have watched, I almost feel more comfortable with Drew Holiday having the ball in his hands at all times. Way, well, obviously, way more than Giannis. Yes. And even more than Middleton. Granted, Middleton did hit that game winner. Middleton's been very good this series so in far. In game one. Yeah. But I, I would still say... I would rather have Drew Holiday with the ball in his hands because I know he's going to make a good decision. Yeah. Whether it's him pulling up for a shot, making a pass, or driving to the basket. I have way more confidence in him than I do in Giannis and, and, and Middleton. Middleton. But if I had to narrow it down between Giannis and Middleton, I know you know I've been a Middleton hater. I don't think he's the greatest number you two would or give the greatest it to Middleton. player ever. I'm still giving it to Middleton because Giannis is so one-dimensional. Well, Giannis in this series against the Heat has not really been the Greek freak, which is fine. You'll see it coming up. I guarantee that. Well, but you've seen Middleton show up. You've seen Drew Holiday show up. You've seen, obviously, Giannis show up at times. But it's Drew Holiday's been the guy. Drew Holiday's been the guy every single game this I series against the Heat. Yes, you can that say that Giannis say whatever is, you is say. getting too big for his britches. Like, he won the MVPs two years in a row, right? Because he put up crazy numbers in the regular season. But we know he's, his game is limited. We know he can't shoot the three. We know he struggles at the free throw line. We know he struggles with the jumper. I feel like almost the hype because he won those MVPs in the regular season have almost put some expectations on him that shouldn't be there because that's not part of his game. Like last night, didn't he go 17 and 17? But he plays good defense. Giannis? Yeah. Giannis... Last night, his stat line, 33 minutes, he was 6 for 12, 5 of 7 from the charity stripe. He had 17 rebounds and, yeah, 17 points. Yeah, 17 and 17. Yeah. That's an outstanding game. But we're thinking of Giannis in the regular season as give me 35, yeah. give me 15, and give me like 5 like He's assists. like a walking triple-double in the regular season, at, least, at minimum a double-double. If Giannis can give you 17 and 17 every single night, and play really, really, really good defense, and you have guys like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton that can make shots. Well, I have no issue with that game. Well, didn't wasn't Giannis, I just feel like we expect Giannis was to go it? 35, 15, and five every single. Well, things night. get so ramped up in the in the playoffs that that's why you're lucky you have a guy like Drew Holiday that John Horse went and got him. But was it? Uh, that's why they lost because Eric Bledsoe yeah, isn't Drew Holiday. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe is just a guy. Was it in the playoffs? Was it Charles Barkley? That said, Giannis Dendekumbo is Scottie Pippen and needs his Michael Jordan? I kind of see it. I kind of see it, to be completely honest. Because I feel like to be that, that big Barkley? dog. I think so. To be that big dog, to win the championship and be the best player, you have to be well-rounded. Okay, what would you rather have? I mean, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton obviously are not a Michael Jordan. 
No. Giannis Dendekumbo. That's why I'm not expecting him to win a championship. Giannis Dendekumbo is not a Michael Jordan, but I mean, to Charles Barkley's point, it could be a Scottie Pippen. But what if you have a Chris Middleton and a Drew Holiday who are Scottie Pippens as well? What if you have three Scottie Pippens instead of a, a Jordan and a Pippen, you have three Scotties? <laughs> to be completely honest, <laughs> you're kind of what I expect the Bucks to be this year. A good team that we'll see how they do against like the likes of the Brooklyn Nets or the Sixers. Yeah, I can't wait for the uh, next round series. The Bucks will sweep tomorrow. I, I, the Miami Heat are done. They're done. Put a fork in them. They're done. They're done. Do you? I, I think Dave Essler said it at seven forty. Do you really think the Miami Heat want to get on an airplane and come back to Milwaukee for, for a game, game five? No. They're done. The series is over tomorrow. I have no problem saying that. I just, again, I think it's hilarious that when all the scrubs were in there at the end of the game, Tyler Hero was still shooting. Tyler Hero. <laughs> that guy got weighed too into himself. And his Instagram model with their, uh, whew, that ass though. That's what Instagram's for now. If you got a big old butt, you got millions of followers on Instagram. And Tyler Hero, God bless you. That's a healthy ass, Rowdy. You can have her. <laughs> you got to, s- never mind. Someplace where it is not cold is in Hawaii. Aaron Rodgers still out there doing his thing, and Rowdy, I brought it up around eh, the 6 o'clock hour. Aaron Rodgers has been there for, God, it's got to be, what, almost two weeks now, I feel like he's been in Hawaii? And I don't know if anyone knew this, but I didn't know it until yesterday, but Devin Funchess, the Packers, uh, I loosely say wide receiver. He hasn't played. He's played as many snaps as us. Yeah, for the Packers. For the Packers. So he did not show up at voluntary OTAs. He left $50,000 on the table. For a guy that already opted out, and I believe, what was it? Um, and he took a pay cut this year. Is it $750,000? Yeah, well, one, he took a pay cut in 2020 because he opted out and took his, what, two hundred and fifty grand or whatever the opt-out uh, money yeah, was. Yeah, he opted out of the season due to COVID. Uh, after signing a contract for a few million, I think it was $3 million. And then yeah, he took like a that. pay cut this year from roughly a few million dollars. Two was it two and a half or whatever? Yeah. So and then he even sat out of his workouts, which was fifty grand. So he left fifty grand on the table. Rowdy had a conspiracy theory on Wednesday, but today is conspiracy theory Friday. But Rowdy, your conspiracy theory, really quick, was uh, what about Rodgers and the uh, five of the six wide receivers didn't show up? If five, if five of the six starting receivers for the Green Bay Packers didn't show up, and obviously Aaron Rodgers didn't show up, and some of them like Devonta Adams have spoke out and talked about how you know you got to realize what you have until it's gone so, you, you know saying you don't know what you cliche, got until it's gone saying some cliche That's an stuff 80s like hair that. Band song, Rowdy. and all of a sudden five out of the six don't show up wouldn't be surprised that uh aaron Rodgers like hey let's make a point don't show up i'll pay you your bonuses you don't need it from them so to that point because it was only about seven hundred thousand dollars and when you can pay for a 26 million dollar mansion in cash I think you confront the 700 grand. So Rowdy says you don't know what you got till it's gone. I did not know this until yesterday when I saw it pop up on the Twitter sphere. So Rowdy with the conspiracy theory, nothing is concrete here. It's just, you know, it's, you know, it is Friday. Fooling around. That's concrete. That's, yep. Rowdy says Aaron Rodgers covered the, you know, Devontae Adams left half a mil on the table. Devin Funches left $50,000 on the table. Rodgers in Hawaii. Well, six days ago, after looking at his Instagram account, do you know who else was in Hawaii? Devin Funches. Huh. So, Rowdy, I think your little conspiracy theory that Rogers, you know, plopping down some cash with these guys, 
I'm not saying it's true, but it could hold a little weight now. Devin Funches also in Hawaii. Now, a little interesting. I wish Is it, it a coincidence? Maybe. I wish it was like someone like MVS or St. Brown or um, Lazard. Because I still don't even know if Aaron Rodgers knows who Devin Funches is. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, he's in, they're in Hawaii. I don't know if they're together, but they're in both in Hawaii. He still hasn't made it to a, to a single Packers <laughs> game, or I don't even know if he's been to a practice. Yeah, I it's don't been know. almost. We're going on a year and change here. You don't know what you got till it's gone, baby. Thank you, Cinderella. <laughs> who the hell is this guy? Well, that's Devin Funches. He's been with us for over a year now. Yeah, who's this guy? Oh yeah, that's Devin. He actually signed up in uh, before 2020. Huh? So, do you truly know you don't know what you got till it's gone? Well, Devin Funches never even shows up. So, Aaron. <laughs> so, uh, also on the conspiracy theory vein, you there is no doubt in my mind that Aaron Rodgers. And his fiance Shailene Woodley are out there with Miles Teller, who's an actor, and his wife. I forget her name. Do you remember? Her if name? Aaron Rodgers approached you and said, "Hey, let's make a point. We're gonna stick it to the man, and if you don't show up, I'll pay you out your workout bonuses, whether it was five hundred grand for Devontae Just Adams or fifty grand for someone like a Devin Funches." To stick it to the man, would you sit out? To answer your question, Rowdy, let me quote Aaron Rodgers. It's about the people. Aaron Rodgers, in his interview Monday with Kenny Mayne, literally basically said he wants to stick it to the man. So, yes, I I would. I don't know exactly how... Rodgers has already said he wants to stick it to the man. I don't know exactly how Venmo works because I've never Venmoed that much money to any one particular person. Get your phone out and Venmo me $100 right now. Yeah, I'm fine. Just right now. (laughs) See how it works. Venmo me $100. But, But, uh... Ben, will, ben, 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 me a hundred bucks too. I will say this. I do know that those bonuses, when you, when you go and work out, it's being paid by the organization. It's a paycheck. Yeah, I don't so think you can Ben mode that. No, but that, you know what that means? It means you're being taxed. Oof, and, and I don't know if, we hate if, being taxed. If, if, if I Venmo you 50 grand right now, which I can't do. Um, you, and there's a will, there's a way. I don't know. I, I I don't know all the rules, but I wouldn't think it would be taxed. It's just a transaction between two people, correct? Listen, if they're not getting taxed by doing this, that's then, what I'm saying. Then Godspeed, good for them. There's nothing worse. That's what than I'm a- saying. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers might know that. I mean, he's supposed to be the smartest guy in the room. Look, Rowdy, is there? And we know Rodgers doesn't like being taxed. Have you seen his Instagram? Have you seen his his Twitter likes? There's nothing worse than Uncle Sam sticking his grubby hands in your pocket and taking money that you worked hard for. And then he goes and wastes it. I saw a story that the uh, would the that milk- be would that be a reason for guys like Devin Funches, Saint Brown? <laughs> now we're getting MBS, real deep. Now we're getting guys, real deep. Guys that have these lower level five hundred and some thousand dollar contracts, you know, saving a few extra thousand dollars. Now and we're getting I, deep. I, now. I don't know if it would be a few. It'd be like what? What are they I charging for I'm these gonna guys? Go, Lardy, I'm gonna go on a limb it's and probably say probably saving like fifteen thousand dollars in tax. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that they're I, that's probably the, the least of their saying, worries. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it makes sense uh, financially. I'm just saying. I, I think if he was the, paying them to do that's it, that's the least of their worries. Here's what I'm gonna say though before just I get saying. to the phones. Just, <laughs> just saying. Just asking questions. So Miles Teller, who is with Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley, he, him and his wife are you know partying with him. Yesterday, Miles Teller and uh, what I was gonna say before we got in this weird tax rant. Hey. Which, which is apropos. I hate taxes. 
Miles Teller and his wife, I guarantee you there's conversations going on about the Green Bay Packers and Rodgers missing voluntary workout. It's the biggest story in sports. They're definitely talking about it. Miles Teller tweets out yesterday on his Twitter account. It's a picture of him sitting with his wife, and they both have uh, tropical drinks in their hands. They're cheersing. And Miles Teller, his caption says, cheers to signing with the Packers. Is this like an ultimate troll? I guarantee you they're talking about it. Is this Miles Teller like trying to send some kind of smoke signals about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Well, one, if it's true, Miles Teller <laughs> scooped Schefter. He sh- he scooped Rappaport. <laughs> so I'm scooped sure Bill Michaels. I'm sure them they're all. all going to be upset and butthurt. But <laughs> if it's not true and say all of a sudden, you know, it's January or not January, June 1st or 2nd and they make the trade and Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco, Packer fans are going to absolutely hate Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller, th- something is happening here. A bug got into his ear, probably from Rodgers, and he's, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but there's something here. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Rodgers are just messing with people, you know? Dave from Anona, my man. Hey. Here's my question to all these people. I think Aaron Rodgers, by the way, three more days, and hopefully they'll get rid of this piece of crap. I, w- I wonder if Rodgers would hold out if, if, if one of those receivers were in trouble. A couple of receivers? Hell no. Those receivers have been duped by a, by a useless piece of crap who treated his parents like crap, hmm. who treated the fans like crap, and he's playing every one of you people out there like, like a bunch of fools. Hoping that June 1st. Fools? Second, I thought you were going to say fiddle, Dave. No. But a bunch of pansy feathers. That's a new let's, term, pansy feathers. Let's Can I use that later? Yeah, yeah. Let, let, oh, we know what you want to do with the feathers. Yeah, tickle my butt. Yeah. Let's hope in three <laughs> days. Hey, let's hope in three days this is over and he's gone. Good riddance. They keep telling people, let him go. He's just playing everybody and making you know, everybody jump through hoops. He's a useless piece of crap wow. human being. That's Wow. Well, he is. Well, they, he I, here's the thing. I don't care if he's a useless piece of crap human being. I just care if he wins the Lombardi Trophy. He ain't going to win. Cause I said, I want him and to I, go to l- an Listen, AFC. I don't think he's a useless piece of crap human being, by the way. I kind of like Aaron. Yeah, Brown. well, he is. Well, I like him. Even though he got just Mike like McCarthy fired, I like him. Just like your buddy Paul Chris was not a damn thing for anybody. No, stop, Paul. Dave. Well, I know, but you keep you know, You're not anyway. going on a different rant. I know. But um, <laughs> I know, I know. Dave, when Aaron, Rodgers, you know. when Aaron Rodgers retires, whether he's with the Packers or without the Packers, how many Super Bowls does he retire with? One. And here's why. I want him to go to an a- NFC team so at least Packers will go to the Super Bowl if he comes back and plays in Green Bay. <laughs> an NFC championship game? <laughs> yeah. So at least Green Bay. Hey, here's the perfect world. Oh, my God. The perfect world for a Friday. Let's hope he goes to an a- NFC team. He comes back to Green Bay and plays against Jordan Love, and Jordan Love just sticks it up his ass. <laughs> well, I thought he'd tickle it with a feather. Well, he'll probably do that afterwards with, with, that, with that airhead wife of his, who probably doesn't even know if Dave, you got a, I don't know why. You've got a lot hey, of problems right now. Hey, hey, that wouldn't be Jordan Love. That would be a guy named Kevin. Dave, why do we got to go down? Dave, just be enjoy yourself, all right? No, be happy. I hate, I hate life. And, hey, it's, I it's hate life. Uh, <laughs> Is your, is your buddy Greg coming down to uh, Madison tomorrow? Yeah, I heard you bodied him on air on the Wisco Sports Show yesterday. I heard, oh, you, I heard you dominated him. He's only 22 years old. I, I step on him like I do everybody Dave, else. Dave, I wish you could. I Dave, oh my God. I wish you could see, Dave, because I would show you this picture of Grant Bills in his uh, track and field uniform. Nelson and you would die laughing. Me, uh, Nelson told me he's kind of a combination for the Scarecrow, the Wizard of Oz, and the Tin Man.
Dave, I'll, Dave, if I could give you sight for just a second, I'd show you that picture of him and you would die laughing. I squash him like I do everybody else. Well, you never squash me, Dave. <laughs> no, I, heard he, like, I heard, hey, Dave, I heard he might bunt on his opportunity on coming down to Madison. <laughs> well, 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 why would he? I mean, I, it took a year for Nelson to take me to the, take, take me to the bathroom, so. Dave, I've never taken you to the bathroom. Dave. You yeah. know I got you. As polarizing as you are, you know I got nothing but love for you. And the first time that you went to a zone event with me, I I paraded you around like it was prom, and I yeah. I even took you to the bathroom. I I, I pointed hey. you up right to the urinal, and I said the rest is all in your hands, Dave. Dave, Dave, do. don't, don't let him talk to you like that. Like he's buttering you up. Let's just be uh, he honest. ain't buttering me up. The, you were the best looking date he ever took to prom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and 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 he never had to ask me to take my dress off. Yeah, you just did it willingly. All right, Dave. See you, buddy. <laughs> Though he pipe bought me. And yes, Dave from Monona does wear a dress. He took it off. I didn't have to ask. He just took it off. It was weird. I said, Dave, I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, they weren't telling him to get up from the table because you were whispering in his ear. No, Dave, I found it alarming that you took your dress off like that. Please put it back on. I'm a married man. I saw a lot of Packer fans clamoring for Julio Jones because if you uh, seen, what was it, um, What's was it? What sharp was it? Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp on whatever his show is. What's the show? I forget. Undisputed. Yeah, undisputed. He called Julio Jones live on air, and Jones was like, "Yeah, I'm out. I'll get me out of ATL, man. I'm done with this." By the way, what a donkey! Who's by, sharp? By, by Shannon Sharp to to call somebody and uh, and not even tell them they're on air. Yeah, be on your personal phone and be like, "Hey, what's going on here?" He didn't. The, the guy didn't know that he was on national live TV that is seen by millions of people. Yeah, it kind of outed him big time, didn't he? Well, it, it kind of I mean, sped up the process of yeah, getting on ATL. It, but it did make, in my opinion, Julio Jones. I don't know if I would say it made him look bad, but it's like you got authentic answer. Yeah, I mean, it didn't make him look bad. It just was like, okay, I'm sure the Atlanta Falcons organization and didn't sure want that Julio out. I'm sure Julio Jones didn't want that out yeah, either. Yeah, I'm sure they wanted it, you know, under wraps. But here we are, you know, because it it a hundred percent. Uh, affects the Atlanta Falcons odds of moving him with what they can get for him now. Yeah. Cause now they know he wants out. He's not going to play. So I saw a lot of people clamoring that the green Bay Packers should be gunning for Julio Jones or trying to find it to, to make this work. First of all, do you think that is even in the realm of possibility of getting Julio Jones as the Packers are set up right now? No, the do Packers. You, the Packers just saved some cap space on Dean Lowry by restructuring his contract. Whoop de doo. Exactly. It was two and a half million dollars. Was it? Was yeah, it two and a half? Yeah. Was that what it was? Because if they would have cut him, come June, they, they converted a lot of it to a signing bonus. Yeah, and if they would have cut him, yeah, in June they would have saved a little over five. Yeah. So I guess they picked two and a half over five. Tells me that the Packers aren't too interested in signing too many free agents well, here. Well, and I'm pretty sure the Packers had the number one offense last year, despite only having you know Devontae Adams as the number one, and then the uh, the collection of now what I say, cast they would had. Would I like that? to see Julio Jones play would for the Green Bay Packers? Would yeah, love of course. It. Is it going to happen? Is it the realm of I would have loved to see Julio Jones play for the Green Bay Packers like three years ago. <laughs> The guy's thirty. Little injury prone. Now, the guy's right? going to be thirty-two years old. He's got a huge cap hit yeah. of over twenty-three million. Next year, his cap hits over nineteen million, and the year after that, the cap hits over nineteen million. And even if you cut him, you're going to be tied to that contract for a minimum of two years because then in two thousand twenty-three, his dead cap's only only 
seven, a little over seven and a half million. So but for still, all the, that's a lot of money. That's tied a lot of money for a receiver an, for an aging veteran who's injury prone. 32, 33, 34 and commanding a lot of money. Yeah. So for the Packers fans out there clamoring for Julio Jones to, you know, you get traded by the Green Bay Packers, have another one. In fantasy football, it makes sense. Totally. And if you're playing Madden, it makes sense. But if you're in reality, it doesn't make sense.